Previously on Wild Endeavors Deep beneath the dead city of Paragon, the Wayward Sons discovered that the Cult of Yellow is interested in three locations scattered around this subterranean realm. The companions intended to try and reunite with the paladins of Brightmoon, only to run straight into a patrol of abyssal hunters. Already exhausted, and with two of the party near death, the companions fled deeper into the dark. This is the story of the Wayward Sons, featuring Amy Jostino as Dwarven Barbarian Therina Thunderhelm. She's damaged and doesn't know what's happening with life. She's okay. having a crisis. Adam Rogers as the gnome rogue Malkin Kessel. I'm super confused, and I'm pretty sure I'm right. Devin Salisbury as the elven wizard Varys Leodon. I will do whatever I have to. Nick Feely as the elven fighter, Aramel Galatinel. I may not be willing to take part in that fight. Evan Chamberlain as the human cleric, Elemin Corster. I, I don't have any questions. I just, I don't trust this. I, I don't. And I'm Thomas Marsetti, your GM, producer, and the guy who says abyss way too much. Same. I thought Thomas was pushing us toward the soul place, though. Well, that's how he railroads us, but we can go wherever we want. Yeah. I wasn't pushing anything. I'm kidding. (laughs) I'm actually kidding. You can cut that out. (laughs) (laughs) And now, episode 17, The Hand of Death. Four of you land in the stalagmite forest just outside of Azovayesh. You're deep within the dark of the forest, away from the faint purple light of the city that just kisses the edge of the rock columns. By flying, you're able to quickly put some distance between you and the group of what you assume are drow hunters, but you don't feel confident that that distance will remain in place for long. What are you doing? Guys, it was almost like I wasn't hiding. It's scary. And they don't talk. So we retreat? Yeah, I mean, it it seems to me that we're not going to be able to catch back up with our friends, right? Like, we kind of just got to go with one of the three choices. So I'm going to take my healing potion and then check to see if it's safe for me to come out. I vote that we pick one of the three locations and go and not wait for them to just track us down. I want to cast my vote and say I would like to go to the soul place, but then also at the same time, I don't want to die. Yeah, I mean, I have no preference on which three of the locations we go to, but I do not feel good about just sitting here waiting. Same. I think we should go to the one that's back and to the left, like not across from them. We don't have to go in front of them. We don't have to mm-hmm. go through them. But since we flew, we might have broke that trail for them to be able to track us easily. Yeah, like, do we? I guess that's true. We don't even know that they're tracking us. I think you would assume that they, they saw which direction you were going. Yeah, um, we need to so assume they're tracking that. Were we at, like, where, like, the Valley Pass is? Yes. And then fled from there? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they know we're heading towards the direction of the ruins right now. That's a good argument. They just might follow us there. So, I mean, I could try to... What I can try to do is I can cast a a massive fire explosion somewhere, 
and as we do try to dip out I mean that's the that's the wizard version of like look over there should we go to like the city again no we would go my guess is we would go to the soul place the temple I mean we could go around the outskirts of the city but I vote for that plan just we just go south south of the city straight to the temple okay yep okay Malkin wants to ask Element if they could, like, say a quick uh, prayer to Tempest. Yeah, totally. So, uh, Malkin and I are going to say a quick prayer. In our time of need, please give us your guidance in these trying times against an enemy who overwhelms us with superior numbers. We need your blessing now more than ever. We need guidance. Strength. Strength, yes, of course. Tea. Okay. (laughs) You guys go on a little bit. I'll, um... You do still have fly active. Oh, right? I didn't. Coming like right up to the end of it. Okay, well then let's use it a little bit while we make our getaway, and I okay. will cast the fireball as we continue to fly. Just stay low to the ground, ish. So as we take off, I want to kind of in like away from us, but in the forest area, cast a fireball. The fireball explodes, you know, among the stalagmites behind you as you guys start running through the rest of the forest, and then out into the open canyon area between the mouth of that tunnel and uh, the city of Azovayesh. It looks like a just a big collection of stalactites and stalagmites, but like huge. Um, based on what you saw in the fungal city, these are probably like hundreds of feet across. Um, and they are just like pure black like spikes sticking up into the air or down. Um, they, look, they give the city almost the look of like the inside of a shark's mouth. Just it's just rows of jagged, sharp teeth. Um, and there's a very faint purple glow coming from low in the city. Uh, probably their lighting system, but like kind of pointed like inward or and down to not draw uh, you know as much attention. You make your way flying for a little while, and then eventually like touch down and continue to run, kind of weaving in and out of the the, the small little bits of cover, like, you know, small chunks of rock or smaller stalagmites here and there that you find. About an hour later, you come to a a tunnel in the cavern wall, which is what you were looking for. This is the tunnel into the tower of Dazkarash. The tunnel widens into a chamber that is well beyond the range of your dark vision. But what you do see up ahead is a small bridge maybe about like 20 feet across that stretches out over a an abyss like there's just a pretty circular like a smooth circle not like a natural circle like pit that this bridge seems to stretch out across are there like any big rocks around um there are, yeah like what kind of what are you hoping to, to do ask element to like throw a big rock out onto this bridge to see if it just falls <laughs> or <laughs> Looks sturdy or not, or can I we can I like investigate the bridge to see if it looks sturdy? You could do any or all of those things. I would like to investigate the bridge. So as you come up to the the base of the bridge, and you can see that it it can it still continues into the darkness. Like you still can't see where it's going to. It is made of stone. It has a almost like a natural look to it, but it's very clearly stone masons worked on this thing, but have done so to kind of make it look natural. The stones look sturdy, and other than it looks like it hasn't seen a lot of traffic recently, the, the bridge seems sound. 
we've done this before, but can somebody cast light on an arrow of mine and I can shoot it further mm-hmm. up the bridge just to kind of see? Yeah, I can do that. On your arrow. Is the bridge flat? More or less. We can see 60 feet. Mm-hmm. I'll try to shoot like yeah, 200 feet, just basically along the exact, like just straight over the bridge. Okay. So the arrow arcs and lands just about, You, I mean, you wouldn't know till later, it's probably but pretty, pretty perfect around 200 feet down this bridge. And it's just far enough that it's actually kind of near the end where this bridge meets up with a, it seems like a platform rising out of the abyss, so probably some type of like pillar. And in the center of this platform is a single story, like round squat building. There is a set of double doors uh, that's probably, it looks like it might have some fairly intricate carvings on it, uh, but from this distance it's kind of hard to tell. And the rest of the the building looks pretty unremarkable. Um, It seems to be kind of wrought in the same manner as the the bridge itself. I think that's about all you can tell with the arrow at that point. Okay. If if there was a way for me to get across it without even touching the bridge, I would do that. I think you have a couple of ways. What would you like to do? I would like the dimension door. Okay. Uh, I'm guessing you'd like to write outside that building? Yeah. Okay. So you do that. Um, What does that look like? Uh, It looks like the world around us looks starts to look like distorted and like it's bending and then kind of feels like you're getting uh, pulled in to the unknown and then you kind of just reappear. Or it seems like the air near that building kind of like flexes outward as you kind of as you plop down onto the ground there, just um, just a little bit past where that light arrow is. There's not a ton of space from where you are. There's probably again only about like twenty feet between the edge of this abyss and the building. What you're standing on is that almost natural looking stone rock kind of structure. So it looks like it's not so much on a platform, but like this this little building that you're standing in front of is actually just like maybe the top floor of a larger structure that goes down. I want to use Divine Sense to see if there's uh, any evil around us. What kind of, what does your dis- Divine Sense look like? Or what does, what do you see when you're you're looking with that? It would be like if I like used like a sonar pulse, like, <laughs> like all around me. Kind of like Gandalf did that okay. when he was uh, in The Hobbit. I don't think anybody can see it. I would see that happening. Right, right. And then I can look around, and if it's good, I can see maybe gold, flicker, you know, like markers or whatever. And if it's evil, it's red, basically. Then you see lower in the building ahead, there is a, like a little bit of red glow coming from mm-hmm. somewhere in and lower. Can I sense maybe how low? It's pretty close to the edge of your 60 feet. Ooh, so they're close. Okay. I'm going to ask the group this. Is it possible we could take somewhat of a short rest in like a quiet corner. I'm okay with that. So you're going to try to take a short rest outside the temple? Well, actually, I was going to really see if we could maybe take a couple hour rest because I know Varys only needs a couple hour rest to get all of his spells back. And I know if he's got all of his spells back, we could contingency plan get the fuck out of here if we needed to. That's up to you guys. I can hop into my pocket dimension. How big is your pocket dimension? It's like a closet. It's a personal question. It's a closet. <laughs> Okay, never mind. It's like enough for like some storage and some working on like arcane stuff. Mm-hmm. I either want to rest or go. Rest. 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 So Varys can get up to the. Watch my little necklace for me. You are going to rest inside the necklace. 
Yes. Okay. Is Aramel, are you going to try to take a long rest too, or just a short rest? Come on in, buddy. Okay. You're going to hop in the pocket dimension with him? Yeah. Okay. All right. But yeah, you both get your long rest. Oh, man. I could really use a long rest. <laughs> this sucks. I mean, if you guys really need a rest, I mean, we can wait longer, but I don't know. I don't, are we trying? No, I want to. Yeah. I feel like okay. we want to get out of here. All right. Well, let's go figure this out then. I'm ready. I will, I'll say, um, while you're resting and if keeping watch or like and or patrolling, if you'd walked around this outbuilding that you're sitting by or like resting by, this is around all the way around. There's four doors and four bridges leading probably you know to similar places like where you came in to this this chamber. You can only see down about 60 feet unless you do something else. You can't see any sort of support though, like other than the bridges. Um, to this this structure. What would you like to do? We gotta go in. Yep. Mm-hmm. As you uh, approach the door and put a hand onto it, both of them swing open together kind of very slowly. You'd expect it to be kind of like uh, like squeaky or rusty sounding. Uh, it's pretty smooth. And if you were to look on the inside, there doesn't appear to actually be hinges on the doors. It's this, the way the stone is carved. They are like, they're able to swing. So you enter into a oval-shaped typed room. It's about 60 feet across. You can see that the room is, for the most part, empty, save for what looks like a large stone table in the center of the room. It seems to have a bunch of support pillars and would come up to about waist height on an elf. There's some stuff on top of the table, and that's, that's all you can see from the door. If only somebody had a spell that would make it lighter in here. Uh, give me an arrow. Hand it over. Thank you. There you go. Okay. I hand it back to him. <laughs> so the room uh, illuminates. Um, it seems we all made the you know floor, ceiling, walls all made of this fairly dark stone, all cut in that same sort of way. It's very clearly crafted, but you know still looks somewhat natural. The table in the center of the room seems to be more like an altar, and there is actually a body sprawled out in the center of it like spread eagle. Its yellow robes have been ripped open, and it looks like they've cut him from like his throat all the way down to his groin. Laying around him on platters, kind of all the way around, is his liver, heart, eyes, tongue, his lungs, um, and then you notice his hands and feet have also have their own platter. Each one have their own platter around him. And on the opposite side of the room, it looks like there's a set of stairs that go downward. This is a fun place. The fuck? Yeah. Is there any, like, symbols or art uh, on, like, the walls at all? Or is it just, like, plain? No, there, I'm sorry. There, there are some symbols on the wall, and you'll see them periodically throughout, so I won't mention them unless, they're, unless they stand out. But there are some symbols of, like, spiders. Kind of like the uh, Black Widow's symbol. But without the little black widows. Cool. We've never had any trouble with spiders, so we should yeah. be alright. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get PTSD flashback. If they're killing the yellow cultists, are we really mad about it? Not really, but we need to know what their intentions are here. Can I examine what's on the table? Is there like any. Or is that the body parts? <laughs> Pretty much just the body parts. Okay. Strangely, uh-huh. not a lot of blood. Um, there's like a little bit around each of the items and a little bit around the body, but considering they eviscerated this guy, and it's, it was a human, but considering they basically ripped everything inside of him out, uh, there's not a lot of blood. 
Is there anything in his robes? Nope. Is there a way to investigate to that we can figure out whether this was recently done? Yeah, go ahead and roll. The body's not warm, but it has not begun to to decay yet. So it has not been a, a very long time, but it's also, it's not like you just missed them and they're probably like just down the stairs. All right, I think we need to go down. Yep. I will go downstairs. So you make your way down the stairs. The stairways are like spiraled stone uh, without any sort of railing. So as soon as you get, you're not quite all the way down the stairs, but you're already like into the next room and can, can kind of see what's in the room as you make your way down. I'm assuming you still have your arrow lit up. Yeah. In this second floor, again, there's some like symbols on the wall, things like that. But for the most part, this room is empty, save for four statues kind of like evenly spaced into like a square in the center of the room. And they are all statues of spiders, all eight legs on the ground, all facing each other like toward the center. And there's another set of stairs going down on the opposite side of the room. I vote we ignore the spiders and go down the next set of stairs. Yeah, let's avoid the center. <laughs> yeah, probably a good idea. You're going to walk around the statues? I think so. Okay. Can we also move quietly, too? You can try. Okay, I would like Maybe to... I'll have to roll. I would like to move quietly, if we can. Well, yeah, let's do a group roll. Okay. You all think you are being pretty stealthy. So you take the next set of stairs down to the, the third floor, or I guess like reverse order, third floor. Here in the center of the room, there is a statue of an elf, but instead of humanoid legs, they have the body of a spider. So it's essentially like a like a centaur spider. But this, Should this, I smash it? No. Well, <laughs> the statue seems to gleam... Even though, like, even when the, the light from the arrow is not hitting it directly, um, it, it almost seems to give off a little bit of its own light, but it's not, like, the kind of light that illuminates anything. It just almost kind of seems to have its own sort of gleam to it. However, much like the statue when you saw when you first came underground, patches of skin and tattered yellow robes have been kind of, like, decoupaged onto it to try to kind of, like, turn it into uh, a statue of the, the king in yellow. Um, it even has a crown. It clearly does not belong on this thing's head, but there's a crown that seems to be like grown from bone and scrawled across the the stomach of the like where the where the elf torso meets the spider is the yellow symbol, which is the symbol that Karina uh, had on her hand after you know she blew up the Chandrian. Now I really want to smash it. Don't smash it, Karina. Fine. Yeah, we're trying to remember you want to listen to the group from now on and not make the mistake like you'd made a few hours ago. You're right. No, I mean, <laughs> he's a little right. I mean, if you're trying to die, then, you know, go for it. As you all are studying the statue, I'm going to need you to make a roll. This thing is incredibly unsettling. Um, there's something there's something else about it that you can't quite put, but just... Um, when you look at it, you can't help but like want to look away immediately, but also you just find it kind of impossible to, to do anything but look at it. It's kind of like, you know, one of those really bad like car crashes, like, it's horrible, you know you shouldn't be looking, and it's going to make you really sad the more you look, but you just can't take your eyes off of it. I shouldn't say you can't, um, because you can, but it's just, there's, there's definitely that urge of like, you want to keep looking, but you are able to move on to the next set of stairs. 
because uh, you all rolled really well. So we're that oh. damn good. I think you found yourself like kind of like scanning over it, and like as you like moved around looking at different parts of it, it was kind of like, oh, look at that thing. That's so gross and. and fascinating and like oh look over there like you can see like there's there's an ear on that part and that's just messed up but like man oh, look at that ear well remember the first time we saw one of those statues I got all fucked up by it was it the same kind of statue mm-hmm. yeah where they oh. they had basically like made like turned it into a statue of the king in yellow mm-hmm. okay. note to self guys fuck that shit when we come back yeah <laughs> Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll give it to you, Elman. This seems about as far down as where you saw that red emanating. Like a, This seems like a site of desecration to you, what you would have seen with your divine sense. Well, I, of course, let everybody know. Okay. To be prepared, because I think some fuckery's afoot. So down to the next floor. This room looks is completely empty but you can see there's a spider inlaid in the floor like there's darker tiles uh, kind of creates the shape of a spider in the floor there is a dead cultist um, sprawled on the ground in front of the spider's mouth and the body is covered in holes like just every square inch of it is covered with like golf ball size holes Ooh, i don't like it no interesting it gets worse, like, every time we go down a level, right? See, I feel like I appreciate them getting rid of the cultists, but it makes me a little concerned for my own safety. I feel like we should have a sign that says, like, we are not cultists. Fuck the king in yellow. But then there's a statue that they've turned into the king in yellow. What did uh, the uh, broker call this place? The Tower of Dazkarash. Dazkarash. Does that name mean something to me? Not really. No. He did tell you it's a old temple. It was abandoned some time ago. It was a testing ground for the Karazor, which are the Brides of the Blade. And then when you asked about the, the soul magic, he said that at one point in the temple they were trying to create new life, uh, basically, so that the the Brides wouldn't have to take time like getting pregnant and making new Brides. They could just fight all the time. Okay. Trying to keep an eye out on anything that might glean as to that as well as we're as we're making our way through. I thought you might, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so assuming you're going to continue down. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wearily, quietly. The next room, this is the, the fifth one down. You see a set of four pedestals forming a square in the center of the room. There's about ten feet in between each one. The pedestals themselves are square, made of the same kind of like dark, almost black stone as the rest of this structure. And it looks like there's some more um, body parts from... I mean, I don't think it's much of a stretch to guess it's from a, from a cultist. And then there's another set of stairs on the far end of the room. Do we just want to keep avoiding this stuff, guys? Or? I don't see a reason to investigate, really. Yeah, I mean, if we can avoid it and not repeat whatever happened to these guys, then perhaps we should just keep further down. Yeah. Go around. Okay. So down to the sixth floor. The room is empty of any type of like furnishings but there are seems like maybe hundreds of chains hanging from the ceiling there's just enough space to walk in between the chains and not like brush against them like if you are kind of like constantly like shifting and moving around them um at the end of each chain is like a meat hook or a spiked ball or like a guillotine type blade and they sway just a little bit as if there's a, a little bit of wind in the room 
Uh, but there's clearly not any wind. There's no way to like kind of go around or avoid these chains, is there? You can avoid individual chains, you think. Uh, it looks like there is enough room for that, but you are going to have to walk through chains to get to the next stair. So let's go around these chains. Yeah, we're going to have to. As you begin to make your way through the chains, I need one of you to make an investigation or like a survey roll. So as you make your way through and you're very carefully checking where you are, like as you're moving in between these, and then also like checking the ground as you go to again, just like you're, you're being very careful, you're keeping an eye out. It looks like the ground is covered with pressure plates. They all appear to have been tripped, but you see just thousands of them. Like, almost every square inch of the floor is various, like, they're smaller pressure plates, but you think it'd be very difficult to walk across this floor and not hit, like, several with each step. Uh, Making your way down this set of stairs, the stairway opens up into another wide room, which is, I mean, that's getting to be kind of a theme you've noticed. In this room, there are a couple, there are a number of like clusters of benches arranged in like semicircles around piles of rubble. Um, it looks like whatever those piles used to be was something that people would like sit and look at. Because uh, like there's clearly there's benches around them, like all facing towards whatever these things were. Um, so there's four of those spaced kind of evenly around the room. In the center of the room, there are two large holes in the floor, each one about four feet across. Each one has a metal structure at the far side, kind of like the opposite sides of the circles. It's a metal post with multiple tiers of horizontal bars coming out on either side. And the bars match the curve of the hole and go about halfway around. So it almost gives it look like like the back half of a rib cage um, coming up about three feet on the edge of these circles. And these two holes are um, specifically are pretty powerful magics. I'll inform the group then. And there are no other stairs in this room. It's not barred, it's just a hole, right? You could make a roll if you'd like. So extending from one of the holes in the floor is basically like a column of magic. So it seems like if you stay in line with the hole, you will gently float down to whatever is below. But even if you get up to the edge, you just see like 60 feet of darkness below here. The other hole is uh, enchanted with like a column of like a toned down levitate spell. So basically just the opposite. If you stand in that circle, you would slowly rise up from whatever is below. It's kind of like an elevator, maybe? Like, you yeah. go down one way and up yeah. the other way. I go into the feather fall one time. You slowly begin to, to float Without forward. explaining it, so we just see you just jump in. Yep. Okay. Yeah, and he should talk to us on the link. Tell us what's happening. Follow. Okay. I'm jumping in. Okay. I mean, just because it goes down slowly doesn't mean it's going down slowly towards something good. Well, yeah. <laughs> where else are we going to go? Yeah, that's true. Back up. Well, so Varys and Serena are floating down... Do we see anything? No. And actually, once you get like 60 feet away from the hole that you jump through, it's just all dark around you. Because uh, the guy with the light is still above you. Oh, around you. I can outcast light. On? For the moment, myself. My finger. Your finger? You're going to ET it? Yeah. Straight up. So you can see much more clearly that there's like nothing around you. 
that's fine. I'll follow down the hole. You start to flow, and you can see the the light of Barris's finger below you as you begin to float down. I'll jump down there too. Malkin kind of wanted to wait until he got <laughs> to the bottom. But you can. He just hops down. Okay. So you are all gently floating down through this uh, abyss of, of black. There's the world just, of pure imagination, Thomas. If it is, it's like Adam's imagination because there's just nothing. It's Wow. <laughs> and then we're wow. all stuck here because one of the judges picked this as our punishment. <laughs> no! <laughs> While you were laughing, I was very concerned. <laughs> Uh, so you fall for a while, uh, a, a couple minutes, and it's just you know it's not not even really falling. It's just a very gentle floating. It's almost it's almost very peaceful, almost zen-like to just be in this complete blackness, nothing around you. There, your body is weightless. So you fall for a couple more minutes, and then below you, you begin to see some shapes emerging out of the darkness. Again, it's a it's a very similar to the the light that you saw from the statue in that like you start to begin to see these shapes in this light, but the, it's not a light that gives off any sort of illumination. It's, it's like just enough to see the shapes. At first, it's just a couple of like circles. And then it's a couple of like hundreds of circles like around each other. And then as you fall a bit farther, it seems like there could easily be as many as like a, like a thousand like rings of this non-illuminating light below you. As you continue to fall a little bit farther, you begin to make out that they are, they appear to be fountains, each one about 12 feet wide or so, all made of the same blackish marble, not the blackish stone that the rest of the, the temple has been made of. When you draw a little bit closer, you'll see that this marble is shot through with like little streaks of white. Um, and in some cases, it like the way that these streaks are arranged or like kind of just naturally occur, it almost seems like, uh, like spider webs go all around this marble. In the, the center of each of the fountains is a statue of a, a drow, all in a different like form or like fighting stance, all with different weapons. None of the fountains are actually flowing, they're all dry. All these fountains are on a like a basically like large dais. It's about a thousand feet wide, and then you can see like at the edges like it drops off again into like another probably another abyss. Around the outside of the dais where all the, the fountains are eight other diases that just off the main one so almost kind of like not quite like flower petals but like almost and they're evenly spaced around five of these um diases had something on them at one point but they've been like demolished or destroyed so it's just chunks of this black marble uh, the other three, however, seem to have like altars or statues on them with some variation of you know, spiders. You float down and alight very delicately in the center of the room. There is a good like 10 feet in between each fountain, and the, the fountains just spread out in all directions. I think we should go check out outskirts, ones that are not destroyed. Okay. I agree. So there are three intact diases around this. Uh, so one, let's say one to the, just for simplicity, one to the left, one straight ahead, and one right of you. Where would you like to go first? Straight ahead. Okay. So it takes you a little while to, to walk there. It's probably a little bit weird. It's almost like a forest of fountains. The statues in the center 
are a good 12 feet tall, like from the base of the fountain to the, the tip of whatever, you know, like the highest point on the drow that it depicts there. As you draw closer to this one, you see it has a spider statue. Looks like the spider is almost kind of like standing up, like with the the its belly exposed, thorax like resting, not, not the thorax, what's the butt end of a spider called? The spider butt is resting like on the ground and four legs are kind of like propping it there. The other four legs are up, um, almost like the Vitruvian man, but like spider version. And it's got like the fangs in the front. There is a, it appears to be some sort of like table in front of this thing or some type of altar, something on it. And as you draw within maybe like a hundred feet of it, you notice that there's a, a slight like gold shimmer to the air around like the whole dais that this thing is on. Do any of the magic users have any idea what that might be? Is there any way for me to check it out? Roll it up. So you would recognize this. This is a type of a magical field. You believe that this thing is designed to block celestial and abyssal beings from crossing into it. The field is like pointed outward. And as you've gotten close enough to like study the this force field, you can see that there are four bodies strewn about this altar and the statue. One of them is slumped at the, the far side with its back resting against the spider. It's a drow wearing gray robes with a spider like emblazoned on the chest. Another drow is laying over one of the spider's legs with like on its back. Back is bent like far too much in that direction. One is sprawled at the foot of the uh, the altar, like that table that's sitting in front of the spider. And there's one body laying on the altar. Um, this one looks particularly strange. Um, it doesn't look like it has any kind of features. It's just a, its flesh is just like a non-color gray. Um, and it looks like there are big chunks missing out of it. Not like it's been removed or like bitten into, it's just missing pieces of it. Like almost like, like the edges of a puzzle piece. And you see there are a bunch of books and scrolls scattered around the foot of the altar and on a small like traveling desk off to one side. We need to come across something alive. Yeah. I mean, I'll share that information. That is a force field that I'm trying to work. Is it a force field we can't go through? I'll put my hand through it. As you are about to touch the field, you hear a voice echo out behind you. You You should should not not have come come here, here Necromancer. Oh, boy. When you turn, you see a figure standing among the fountains, probably about 200 feet back from you. Robed all in black, with a black hood up over its head, its arms are crossed. There's a silver expressionless death mask peeking out from inside the robe. Varys, you recognize it personally. Um, this was the kind of like the steward that you met when you went to the, the land of the dead. I, I am, am the Lord, Lord of the, the Dead's will, will made flesh. flesh. You, you cannot hide your intentions, intentions from, from me. me. I, I sense, sense the life force you have imprisoned. You've come, come to cheat death. death. I will I'm not allow it. it. No, we already talked about this. I'm not trying to bring back the dead, but bring back something that is still alive. She is not truly dead, but her life force passed beyond the land of the living. So she will only ever truly live again by the will of the Lord of the Dead. If you try to use the magic of this place to give her a new form, I will stop you. Over the link, I will tell the group that I 
I intend to make the body. I don't do know we, how to process this. Do okay. we know what he's talking about? Yes, this came up during the trial in the Feywild. Varys is carrying a piece of the soul of someone he loves and is trying to restore them. Mm, maybe this is not an argument we should have at the moment with this thing. I don't think he's going to let us leave otherwise. I want to also explain to him that I do not wish, if possible, I don't want to create a body here. I just am looking for knowledge. That, that magic, magic cannot leave this place. place. It, it either must be destroyed or stay where it is. So I like I look super calm and serious while I'm staring at him, but in the, the link I'm like, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> I will um, step up in front of everybody and I'll say, well, yes, my friend is seeking these answers. That is not the main reason we are here. We're here for the people who follow the Cult of Yellow. Good. They are not here. So leave. We will. And I'll say in the telepathic link, maybe we just need to get out of here. But why does he want us to leave so bad? Because he knows Varys' intentions Element, I cannot leave here. Alright. We don't need to kill him. I just need to get this info. He's gonna stop you. You can try. Alright, well. So, in the telepathic link, I'll remind them of the barrier that's literally right behind us. Maybe we all just take a couple steps back then. So yeah, so let's all move back there and tell them to come get us. Perhaps yeah, I'd do that. Perhaps on the count of three together. One, okay. two, three. Yep. And we all Since Varus is kind of leading the charge, go ahead and roll. Varus is the closest, so you're the first one in. Um, and as that happens, you hear him shout, like, no! no! It's tough to sense it. Like, there's no expression on the mask. It's tough to sense if you actually surprised the thing or not. But it does not move fast enough to catch you all before you move into the force field. As you turn to look, it looks like it only takes a single step, but then it moves the full 200 feet and is almost like right on top of the group as the last of you like moves in. And then like it just has, it's just a stop like against the force field. I maintain that I'm flipping it off. As soon as I see him kind of halt, I'll immediately turn around and I'm scouring the, the desk, papers, everything in this, in this space. Okay. So you start reading the the scrolls and the, the bound pages and, you know, some of the other just, like, parchments around. This stuff is pretty easy to skim. Like, it's not, like, a bunch of prose. It's very almost like instruction manual kind of thing. So it's like, there's an intro blurb of, like, to do blah, 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 and infuse life warps energy, take these steps. And then it's like step one, step two, step three, you know. So you can skim pretty quick and get an idea, like broad strokes of what they were working on, what they were trying to do, and what they had accomplished. So, anything of anything of value, I'm just I will mm-hmm. then put it in my bag if I can. Okay. Well, so you find out that they were they basically had two goals and had kind of solved the problems for each of them. So both of them kind of involve are, are around the idea of like creating bodies using only magic. The second goal was to create flawless duplicates of people. For the first one, 
the magic of creating bodies is not like unique to this place. Like there are you you've heard tales of high-powered wizards doing that, creating like copies of themselves. The problem with that is that those are just like empty shells. And until the, that wizard like transferred their life force into the new body, it would just lie there kind of useless. So it seemed like the the drow were using this more like trying to they hoped to like maybe return great warriors who had fallen in battle to kind of give them new bodies and get them back fighting. The the big drawback that they found with this though is once you put new life force into these bodies, you can't choose the form. So their second line of research and what they've done was to address the ra- the random issue. Specifically, they were hoping to create like duplicates of people for like infiltration purposes. So it wasn't enough to just duplicate the bodies. They needed like that person's inherent knowledge. Um, and so they found a way to pull some of the missing pieces from like different cosmic forces and basically create like another version of some of those pieces you've collected of Thea. And so if you have the right pieces or if you've made the right pieces, you create a a straight up like clone with all that person's memories. The benefit being too that because it's all magically made, that person would like kind of wake up being very malleable. And so you could kind of say like, we're the good guys, they're the bad guys. You really want to go stab this person. Um, like either you know they become very they're very susceptible in those uh, awakening moments. So, while you are looking through all these books and like kind of piecing this together, the figure standing outside the force field addresses the rest of you. You, you must, must help me stop, stop him. him. What, what he, he seeks is an affront to life, life as, as well as to death. death. I'm like. Well, you can come in and stop him if you really want to. <laughs> when you say that, it cocks its head a little bit. And it's kind of hard to tell, again, given the expressionless mask, like what like what the hell it's doing or thinking or what it's about to do. I don't, don't like, like it, it, but we, we have, have no, no time. time. And the thing straightens again and pulls back its hood. Um, a rush of long white hair cascades out of the hood, down almost to its hips. And then the figure reaches up and with one hand grabs the mask and pulls it off. Their skin and their feature and their eyes are all the same, like almost pure, solid white. Um, Their features so sharp, they seem almost carved from marble rather than made of flesh. But even so, you immediately recognize Theron Nilo. (laughs) (laughs) And he says... It's good, good to, to see, see you all. all. The fuck happened to you? <laughs> he smiles. It's, it's a, a long, long story. story. But, but you must, must help, help me now. Help, help me stop, stop him. him. I don't know what to do. It's not him. I don't know what to believe. This is not our friend. Are you guys saying this to each other in the like in the link? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you guys are kind of just like silently, probably somewhat shocked expressions on your face yeah. like just looking at and looking at each other being like what the fuck him blah 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 so while you're while you're doing that the figure looks down kind of the, like the empty ground near his feet and says I know, I know but there's, there's history, history here it is delicate, delicate. No, no I knew, I knew that, that before, before I met you, you. There, there is, is no, no time, time for me to say, say hi but there's time, time for this, this. 
fine. And he looks back up to you and says, My companion is reminding me that expedience is of the greatest importance. Who's your companion? That's another long story. If your friend removes that magic from this field, or completes the ritual in there, I will have no choice but to hunt him until he, all that magic, and whatever is wrought is destroyed. Element had the kind of the closest bond with Fen, mm-hmm. and I would I think I would kind of look to him for for the lead in this situation. I don't think this is him. The communication thing does it work where we can choose who we communicate with? Like I could just telepathically talk to Malkin, or sure. I could just talk to Element sure. and shut some people off. So rude, excluding Ferris. I'll say, like, guys, maybe we should just stop Ferris and explain to him what's going on. Explain to him that this person is revealing themselves as our former companion, so that at least he... Expediency slows down if he just pauses for a minute. Mm. I I really don't trust this. I think if Ferris just stops and pauses for a minute, at least it gives us more time to make a decision. I don't think he's going to stop. He's a man with a goal. Can we knock him out? I can knock anybody out. We've used that tactic before, even on our own party. I'd rather not, because he's the only person who can get us the hell out of here. So what do we do about almost maybe fake thin? Let me go talk to him. I'm going to walk outside the barrier. Okay. He takes a couple steps back to you know give you the space. and Or drawn. I do this thing where I, when I walk out, I'm, I'm kind of circling him. Mm-hmm. You know, in the way like a prep fighter would. Yeah, and he's turning to kind of like follow you, so he can like as you, you're walking. Who am I? You're, you're my, my brother. brother. I do I not begrudge you, you the sword. sword. I. I have, I have to, to beg, beg your forgiveness. Forgiveness for what? In the time, the time after, after we were separated. separated. I saw you in the well of the moon. I saw you sacrifice me. And I understand why you did it. And I forgive you, even if you can't forgive me. Because in that moment, in the anger of being left and then seeing that, I guided the orcs to Riften. It was not random. It was my doing. I killed your family. I forgave Finn a long time ago. The thing you knew and what I became and what I have become since I died are not all the same. How did you die? I was killed by someone I trusted. I was trying to find my sister, and I was betrayed by a member of the class. How long have you been dead now? I guess almost four of your years. And where have I been since then? I know that you helped him, and he gestures towards theirs, visit the land of dead. But beyond that, I know little. We generally are only interested in the living, 
when they would circumvent the will of the Lord of Death. And who is we? The Lord of the Dead. I said I am his will made flesh. That is not just something badass I get to say. If he does not want me to do a thing, I cannot do it. If he does not want me to know a thing, I cannot know it. Uh, I sent a link to Varys. Are you almost done? Am I almost done? Yeah, I think that you've got enough of the broad strokes of what they were trying to do, and that all the things you would need to replicate their work is here if you wanted to take it. So I'll kind of like pack everything else in my bag, and at that point, take a breath and turn around and face them. Uh, can you get a teleportation circle ready? You just got to be within 10 feet of me. All right. Uh, I want to try to quick draw a channel divinity turn undead. Okay. Um, in the opposite direction of where Varus is. Okay. And then I'm going to jump back and I'm going to get out of there. Okay. What does your turn undead look like? Say, uh, in the light of Tempest, I say be gone! And I, like, sword on the shield. Bam! Like, really loud. Mm-hmm. You know, trying to make it all dramatic and all whatnot. So there is like a like a shock wave off of where your your sword slams into the shield, and that rushes and hits Stan and like sends his robes fluttering and his hair flapping out behind him. And he just kind of lowers his head a little bit, and, and then when the the shock wave is passed and you are back in the force field, he raises it again. You, you think, think I'm, I'm some ghoul? ghoul? I, I am the hand, hand of death. death. Such, Such parlor tricks, tricks are meaningless, meaningless to me. me. I understand you may be angry, but I need you to understand what I am saying to you. You cannot kill me. You cannot stop me. If he makes a new body for her, there is no place they can go where I will not destroy both of them. Let's get out of here. Where are we? Where are we? Where are we going? What are we doing? Why are you? Why are you trusting Varys over? Then. Oh my god. Oh. Can I use Diggy now? Sure. Okay. How what does she have to do? Does she have to touch him? She's much stronger if she can touch the target, but from a distance she could try to, to probe them. Can I ask Finn if he would cooperate? Because I just want to verify what's going on. So let the Kraken verify. He looks at you, his expression part perplexed and part amused. And he says I suppose it's not the strangest thing I've been asked. <laughs> if you think it will help. It will. So then you kind of like open up the the portal into the, the into the pocket dimension a little bit just so like Diggy can like does she like stick a tentacle out or is it like does she like put her eye like up like a, like it's a peephole or like what? I feel like she if she needed to would be able to stick like a little bit of her head and then two of her arms to like reach out okay so yeah so she she reaches out through the field and puts a tentacle on on either temple and uh, tell her it's okay to let go if she gets freaked out okay she does withdraw pretty quickly she sends you some some images kind of like what do you what do you want to know um i just want to know what she saw like is this good bad friend folk thin nothing kind of stuff she says she sends symbols uh, along the lines or like images of him being neither good or evil that he has no ill will towards anyone 
accept Varus if he takes those things or if he creates a new body for Thea. Um, can, he, can she verify that it's Thin? The thing is, she didn't know Thin. Yeah, um, but she's she's been inside my head, right? So she knows like my memories of him. Yeah, so she says he has all the memories of Thin that you do. And then many, many more memories of you that you do not have. <laughs> he has the memories of a, a halfling woman who lived very far from here. Cloud. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Diggy says, uh, whatever this form is, it seems he shares it with another. The halfling? Yes. But we never met Claude, right? That was a shadow. Correct. She was a shadow. Right. Yeah, you have no idea why Fen would have more memories of you than you have of him, or why there would be a halfling in his head. I have to say Malkin's a little torn. He's just, just starting to trust Varys, and this might, like, mess some of that up. I don't fully understand everything Varys is doing right now, and hearing the guy call him a necromancer, and so he might have his sword kind of or knuckle blades or whatever kind of out <laughs> trying to decide between the two but we'll also probably look to Elemen like he does for most things <laughs> so yeah I, I am definitely in that same boat like I am leaning towards trusting Fen but I definitely am torn and I think I also like I said before I would follow Elemen's lead I think in the situation truthfully I think we just need to get the hell out of here I can't sort all this out through my I just it is befuddled me. I don't know I what to think, believe. I still think the hang-up is that Varys has no idea what we're going through. Varys doesn't know that we think this is our former companion and this is why we're torn. Like, I think we owe it to him to just be honest. That's a that's a good point. He doesn't know who this is and he hasn't heard any of your conversation, so... Right. And so, like, he needs to know why we're thinking about either running or turning against him or whatever. Or he needs to at least know that, like, this is what this person told us and we trust this person so if you want him hunting you down like that's a battle he has to fight not us Thomas can I put all the supplies and the body in my pocket dimension it would take some time but you could yeah why not so you're going to start uh, shunting stuff into your, your pocket dimension yeah I'm going to shout like Varys wait okay I'll say Varys, this is this is Then. This is the Then that he's at least presenting himself as the Then that we've talked about so much. And I don't have a side that I'm ready to pick, but it's essentially going to come down to him versus you, if 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 he's to be believed. And whatever decision we make, I think we owe it to you to at least have everything out in the open. You have to decide if you want to deal with him chasing you if you have this knowledge and and carried out this plan I will do whatever I have to to bring her back I am willing to accept the fact that he will chase me I've been chased all my life can't speak for everyone but I may not be willing to take part in that fight I I understand that and if we have to part ways, then we have to part ways. I understand. You guys have done a lot for me. 
and I I have saved you guys many times more and I wouldn't want to harm you any more than others have I will turn to them I am not I am no necromancer I know what we are talking about here is dabbling on the border of it but I do not want to be that second she is not fully dead and if you're the same person I spoke to before you know that do you have a way within your bounds of magic or laws or whatever you do to allow someone like her to pass beyond the void and come back the part of her that you have is not fully dead but if you give her new life with that energy she will have been dead you will reconnect that link she is not fully dead until she is whole again the other the other magics that they speak of in those books could circumvent that but it has its own costs I think Fen would say like he can't tell you what it entails but he would let you read because um, you need you, know, you need the, the pages and the runes and things to actually do it so just knowing is not enough so when you read a little bit more you discover that what they really were doing is not so much creating new pieces out of magic, like creating the puzzle pieces that make a person. They were actually creating trans-dimensional rifts and taking parts of that person from another reality. And when you read the steps like that they're talking, what they're trying to do, you realize that it looks or would look exactly like what happened to Thea in the first place that like somebody came through a dimensional tear and oh. took a part of her so almost like maybe a, a Varus in a different reality right. took the part of her that he needed to bring her back so you could bring her back brand new body totally good with the god of the dead but you would have to rip her from a different reality so that doesn't, that doesn't sound good. <laughs> and there, there could, could be a third, third way. If you are determined to keep her alive with you. I am very determined to do so. My, My companion, companion, he gestures to the ground near him. You cannot see her, but we share this body. And when I control it, only I can see her. For instance, right now, she is standing behind Thorina, trying to look very tough. Sounds like her. That way lies some loneliness, as she would never be able to touch the physical world other than through you, and no one could see or hear her save you. How would something like that happen? How do you even begin to start something like that? I could show, show you. If there was a way for you to set up a way for me to speak to her in any form, I, I, 
I want her opinion. I could begin the process of soul-binding her to you. That would give you the chance to talk with her. However, if she says no, at that point, I would have to end the soul-bind, and you would lose her completely. So those are your options right now. Plug her into a new body and piss off Fen. Steal part of her soul from another reality, and everything is gravy. Or soul bind with her, and the two of you would share your body. Well, shit. That second option bypasses, like, the death thing? Mm-hmm. Because the part that you're taking has never died. And then once you reunite that with what you have, it's it's like a new life, not like a resurrection. Does that hurt or scar her in any way? Nothing that you read seemed to indicate one way or the other, but you also definitely got the impression that potentially harming one of the subjects was not something that would have concerned these people too much, as long as they got what they wanted in the end. I, don't, I mean, as a person, I really don't like that. <laughs> as a character, it's an option. For sure, it is... It's hard to count the number of ways in which that option is fucked up. And uh, if out of character of you had been interested or, or seemed kind of excited about that prospect, uh, we'd be having a, 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 di- a different conversation right now. <laughs> if I leave all of the equipment and stuff here, will you let us leave? Yes. yes. Very well. Know that I or another like me We'll guard this place until the magics are destroyed. So if you are thinking of coming back... I will put her back, but then I will also leave a, if I can, a magical rune here to signify any type of teleportation back to this point within the force field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I I will think on it, basically, is all I can do. (laughs) That's certainly the fourth option. Is there any way for me to get in touch with you or your lord should the soul binding be an option that I go? Do you you still still have the healer mask? mask? I mean, I have it. I don't think it works anymore, though. It It will will likely no longer allow you to access the land of the dead, but but it will be enough to contact me. Very well. Is that okay with you guys? Yes. Yeah. Does Thin want us to take care of the person that killed him? I hold no ill will against her. She did what she did because she believed in the class and she believed what she was doing was right. If I could, you always gotta ruin my fun. If I could go back and change what she had done in the moment, I certainly would have, but... I see no reason to take revenge now. Is Then like a physical form? Mm-hmm. Can I give him a hug? Yeah, man. He's gonna hug you back. Okay, <laughs> I do that. I'm gonna stand at a distance. I'm gonna roll a hug check. <laughs> it, was an, it was a natural twenty. It was okay. a really good one. That was a good hug. Um, <laughs> as you are, as you are just breaking away, he he looks like he holds you for just a moment and looks at you and says. Something, Something has changed, changed about, about you. He squints at you a little bit and says, You are not the elf I knew, the one who panicked and killed several guards in Ardmore. Ardmore. 
<laughs> this change, it suits you. Thank you. And then he'll, yeah, and then he'll release you. Okay. It was a pleasure to meet you, there. It, it was, was a pleasure, pleasure to meet you as well. well. I'm glad that things have gone the way they did. did. But seriously, and- are you really thin? <laughs> When you say that, Malcolm, he stops and, like, stares at you. What, what happened, Malcolm? I'm, I'm confused. You are here, and you are whole and well. And yet your spirit rests peacefully on the other side of Death's Veil. Shit. And you are something else as well. Does the name Priceborn mean anything to you? Does it? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> uh, I say no, but um, if you saw what happened to Element at the Well of the Moon, then I can understand why uh, my soul might be resting peacefully on another side right now. I see. I am not allowed to fully understand what the Triceborn is, but I know that it is you. You want to elaborate on that a little bit? I wish that I could. Mm-hmm. I just like look at everybody and say, hear that, I'm special. <laughs> hey, does didn't have any outsider knowledge on, or dead person knowledge on the king and yell? So he's going to walk over to you and um, like kneel down to you, Therina, so like you can kind of like, you know, get eye to eye with you. And he's going to talk kind of quietly, like just to you, like not quite enough that if the rest of you are eavesdropping, you can't hear, but that's up to you. You bear the yellow mark. Yeah, no. There are ways other than death to be free of it. In all honesty, the Crystal Spire would prefer that you die to ensure that that mark doesn't do what it's intended to. Well, I suppose the Crystal Spire is going to have to be disappointed. Okay, so how do I get rid of it? I wish that I could tell you. Oh my god. Why is everybody keep telling me that? <laughs> <laughs> I just need an answer and I'll do it. <laughs> as far as the servants of death are concerned, there are very few things in this world that dying cannot solve. Okay. Any tips for what I need to, like, directions I should go? Left, right, forward, backward. The cultists that you follow here, the ones that died here, they're looking for another that bears the mark as well. I believe if you find them, you will find some answers. Okay. Ren, will we ever see you again? Yes. When we're dead? Yes. Then I wish we we never fought those spiders. He smiles kind of sadly at that and says, Sometimes sometimes you find find your your fate, fate, and sometimes it finds you. Either way, it will never be behind you. I I don't have any questions. I just I don't trust this. I, I don't. Well, sensing your your kind of standoffishness, he's gonna mm-hmm. kind of look to you and Elman. Where where do we stand? I forgave you a long time ago for what happened. I just don't trust what's happening right now. And that's not entirely your fault. But I will say this. I'm sorry for the trying to turn you away. But I'm also sorry that I 
if you are real, sorry that I failed you in not protecting your sister. I appreciate that, brother. But you did not fail her. In all honesty, the path that she set herself on, I'm not sure that even I could have saved her. She... I believe she is where she was meant to be. Do you know what became of Leandros? Leandros is another strange case. He died in a very strange place. And his soul has been bandied about by far more hands than it is intended to be. I know that he is not among the dead. Who is this Leandros? Uh, he was somebody from my past that is hunting me. How does my wife? <laughs> how does my wife fare beyond the grave? She is happy and well cared for. She is waiting for you. But for her, it will seem like minutes or a mere afternoon since she saw you last. Hers is the short path. Everyone dies. Everything ends. But before that happens, you get to choose if you will be truly alive or just yearning for the end. I know that they are going through an emotional state because this is their friend. This is, to me, just a stranger. But So I will kind of try to step forward and ask, what do you know and what can you tell us about the Gash and the Shroud? Do you have information on that? Yes. The gods do not care. On either side of the shroud, mortals live, worship the gods, and die. Whether the shroud falls or stands another three millennia, it doesn't matter to them. It is why they have not intervened. You are some of the only people who know and care about the Shroud. To most living in Aria, it's a cage they cannot see or touch. I see so that should we have... not care about it? It is a cage that will keep the people of Aria imprisoned indefinitely, cut off from the rest of the world. The world is moving on, and Aria is dying in here. So dropping the Shroud would bring new life to Arya. Yes. From uh, all that you've seen, are we on the path, the proper path to uh, intersect with these Gesh? The Gesh are, are powerful, but not invulnerable, particularly if you gather their more Crucius. They will be the key to, to bringing them down. You wouldn't happen to know where any more of those are, would you? Sadly, I do not. They were well hidden, even from the gods. Though it seems that they are calling out to each other now. The ones you have might very well be the key to finding the others. Perhaps if yeah, this place seems somewhat clear, we can try to rest here for the night, maybe get a good sleep, maybe. He says, this place will serve you as well as any. I can provide a bit of respite here. There, there are, are there are forces, forces in this place 
that uh, try to invade the mind. I can keep them at bay long enough for you to get a night's rest, but... Oh, thank God. But if you continue in this place, uh, as long as those creatures survive, they will torment any that try to sleep. I have a question. Yes. Are we walking the righteous path? That is not my my realm expertise. Because it seems no matter what we do, we always I don't know, fuck ourselves. If if I remember correctly from what you told me, the the path of good is not easy. It is not straight or smooth. It is rocky and then it turns. If it was easy, there would not be evil. I did say that. You're right. (laughs) (laughs) With that, Than bids you all farewell. He says as long as you stay in this room, you will be able to rest, free of the whispers that had stalked your dreams. You feel a gentle breeze, and the strangeness of it, down here, so far underground, causes you to look off in the direction from which it came. When you look back, Then is gone. As you begin to settle in, to rest, to recover, Ferris, you are struck with a memory of your first trip to the Feywild. Before you knew of the Eternal Watch, of the Shroud, of the Gesh, of any of this, you remember meeting a fox with a peacock's tail. This Garth gave the five of you a series of warnings, prognostications, and among them was seek not redemption in the room of a thousand fountains. Oh my god. Nothing grosses me out now. Yeah. I get poop on my hands more than once a day, usually. So <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> That's going in the outtakes. <laughs> I'm really- Yay, more screen sharing. <laughs> Please, all the secrets. Oh, yeah. Okay. What Charles tabs does he have open? He has an inbox, guys. And it has two <laughs> I want to be in that inbox. <laughs> Just look around. <laughs> milk. Around, look around. Oh my god. Natural twenty. Oh, natural kraken. Oh, natural kraken for my kraken. 
So no more than like 48 hours. I don't know how fast a body decomposes in a cave. Um, well, I'm pretty certain they lose their heat after about 24. So just just what I've seen from like CSI. So what channel is CSI for Alamon? Oh, uh, yeah. Never mind. <laughs> I mean, you're a cleric. I am a cleric. Yeah. It's- uh, it's on Channel Divinity. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I, that's a good one. That was good. That was good. Okay. okay. Um, yeah. Just so, to point out that I made that joke. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That was great. <laughs> a highlight of the episode. And we'll end there. Um, but I do just want to remind you all that back in the Feywild, uh, Garth said. Seek not redemption in the room of a thousand fountains. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, oh, wait. Yep, I have that written right here. <laughs> that was pretty awesome. I cannot wait until the campaign somehow intersects with Elif and uh... the King of Cups. Yeah, whatever. Calico. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you still can if you want to. Like, yeah, but then said is fine. So, if, if this was like old then, before he was like goody two shoes, he would have totally fucked you all right there. <laughs> <laughs> so this is even after the end of like yeah. the the Then afterward, yeah, yeah. in the Shadows campaign. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I this is them that. walking towards that tower, and then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I forgot when it was, but I talked to Thomas about this a while ago, that his death truly was the best piece he could have ever gotten. And it basically restored him, but he's eternally locked in death now. And so then that's our spinoff, is uh, Fen and Cloud Death Cops. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) R.I.P.